everyone and welcome to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that is going to help you become your best self. And today we are talking about are you making your anxiety worse? So I would say I have like middle of the line anxiety problems. I also experience panic attacks, but more often than not, it's just like plain anxiety that, you know, any other sufferer may experience. You know, I know that it's all going to be different just a little bit here and there, but, you know, just in general. And I have found different ways to cope with that um, that have helped, but there have also been some mistakes I have made along the way because I didn't pay attention to how certain things um, affected my anxiety. And for that was really just on me, but I just didn't really like connect the dots, which I believe that a lot of us do have uh, trouble with this. And, you know, sometimes we think we are doing the best for ourselves, putting in the time, effort, and sometimes money to take care of ourselves and work through our struggles, but that can sometimes backfire. And not because we aren't doing our best to really figure out what's going to be best for us, but because we mistakenly choose the wrong thing or don't really know what would be best for them or best for us rather and might be settling for something that's like just okay, right? Just just enough, not a not more than you need to fuss over and having that sort of attitude. So I thought it would be helpful to discuss some things we might be doing that aren't benefiting us as much as we'd like or don't even know it's something we should avoid be doing or maybe just not do as much. And I have a good handful of examples that I want to go over quickly with you today. So let's jump in and talk about uh, skipping meals. Uh, This is something I used to do a ton and it was for one reason or another Um, but I, it didn't really necessarily have anything to do with anxiety. It had to do with like just being busy or, um, feeling anxiety coming on and not eating. A lot of times when I would have actually, when I have a panic attack, I don't eat. I just, it's, it's like a, it's like the, the highest level of freak out. Um, but yeah, so for one reason or another, I was skipping meals and I realized that if I was skipping meals, it would make my anxiety like worse. You know, I would experience irritability, lightheadedness and some confusion because, you know, my blood sugar was low, obviously, because I wasn't eating when I needed to, especially with me and I work out every morning and then I would go hours without eating. Hours. And it was just, you know, it came to the point where I was like, okay, this is not good. But yeah, my blood sugar was low and adding all those things into an anxious moment or a day just drags everything down even more. So if you find that you are skipping meals, this could definitely, definitely be affecting your anxiety. Um, Just as bad as skipping meals, not getting enough water in can be an issue as well. You know, I totally feel like death when I don't drink enough uh, water. And not drinking enough water can put your body into stress already with dehydration or if you even come like close to it. I'm not saying like dehydration where you're actually going to pass out, but that could happen too. I've seen it happen to someone before. But, you know, just not having enough water in your system can definitely put your body into stress, bringing up anxiety symptoms and feelings, which could progress into a whole irregular, like, anxiety attack. So that should be something that you keep in mind and consider. Uh, The people that you spend the majority of your time with have a great effect on you as well. You know, birds of a feather flock together. And, you know, we I feel like most of us have that 
core group of people that we spend the majority of our time with. Um, and if you don't, if you haven't really realized it yet, those people are definitely rubbing off on you, whether it's in a positive way or in a negative way, both sides. So if you are constantly being bombarded with negativity from your friends and family, it's not a surprise you are struggling with anxiety um, because those negative thoughts drive your anxiety higher and higher and worrying over what could or couldn't happen or what's what's going wrong in your life, it's all too much a lot of the time. So if you are spending a lot of time in those negative environments, yeah, your anxiety is going to get worse. You're not making it any better by any means. You might think that you're making it better because you're spending time with these people that are important to you, but really what's happening is you're making it worse because you're continuing to feed your mind and your brain with this negativity, with like looking at everything as as a problem or an issue or something that needs to be worried about. So that should be something to consider if you do find trouble um, managing your anxiety or you're just now realizing that the people that you spend a lot of time with might not be the people you want to be spending a ton of time with. Or or the other option you could do is always try to transition your group of friends into thinking more positively, not by force, but by just like trying to lead them um, in that direction or changing the subject or really just, you know, switching it up when you need to so that you're not super stuck in that one negative mind frame as a group. Um, something that you may not expect to be an issue with your anxiety is not having any goals. So if you are like fresh out of goals, if you lack life goals, you will have nothing to push yourself to work on or look forward to. Um, you know, and these things are also um, give you hope. Well, having something to look forward to and something to work towards and to continue on. That gives you hope, which is super helpful when managing anxiety as it helps with pushing back the worry. And if you're able to eliminate as much worry from your life as possible, you're definitely going to see a decline in your anxiety because you're not, you don't have anything that you need to futz over, that you need to worry about, that needs to continue to have your brain like run in this like, you know, never ending cycle of freak out. <laughs> now that's how I would describe it in a very, very simple way. So yeah, it's important for you to establish goals in your life. So whether that's like going to school or, you know, projects at work or personal projects in your life, or maybe it's like working out to hit like a certain PR for yourself. Um, maybe you're trying to get a business up and running. Maybe you want to read uh, so many books in a certain amount of time or whatever it is, like whatever goal that you have, um, it's important to have one in general. So if you feel like you don't have anything to work towards, you don't have anything to look forward to in your life right now, you might consider um, coming up with some goals for you to work on. And, you know, I definitely want to mention this because I feel like a lot of people might have this issue with how they're making their anxiety worse, which is, are you ignoring your anxiety? So maybe you're just hoping it's going to go away on its own but it's not. It's really not. Um, You have to face it head on and figure out what needs to change in your life for you to cope better and understand what is triggering your anxiety. If you don't take the time to actually figure out and understand that uh, these situations drive up your anxiety or these things are making you worry all the time or continue to have your mind spin about this, that, and the other, if you don't try to figure that out, it's just going to get worse and worse and it's going to get to a point 
where you can't actually manage it like you think you can. Um, it's going to get out of hand, and then you're going to have to seek professional help, which I think everyone should. Even if you don't come to that point, if you realize that you have anxiety and you really just want to have someone that's going to be there by your side to help guide you through it and know how to cope and deal with that struggle, then just get uh, help right away. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. I talk about it all the time. I have, I see my therapist uh, every single week because it's necessary. And even though there's not anything really rough happening in my life, I don't feel like I'm necessarily struggling, but I'm trying to continue to open up and understand more and more about myself, practicing self-awareness, which is something I talk a lot about. Self-awareness is the key to so many things and understanding why you do things and what your reasons are for doing things and where your current uh, track of decisions are going to take you and whether that's the direction you want to go or not. Um, So, and just knowing yourself, you'll just feel more comfortable in yourself. You have the ability to be more authentic and true to who you are because you actually will know who you are and how you function. So anyway, um, but yeah, if you do find yourself ignoring your anxiety because you think it's just going to go away or it's not a big deal or it's something to actually like really focus on, you will find yourself in some trouble, my friend. So I encourage you to deal with that. So there are so many more things that could be um, making your anxiety worse. Uh, that I haven't mentioned here necessarily. I do want to give you a quick list of a couple others that I will just go through so that you'll have a better idea of maybe some other things to consider. But like I always say, you can always go to your good friend Google and type in like, what is making my anxiety worse? You'll definitely come up with some more ideas if you feel like anything that I have mentioned in this episode has not really fit the bill for you. So Um, Here are a few more that I'm not going to like super, super elaborate about, but I'm going to tell you about. So um, let's see. But I I want you to know for your own knowledge. So lack of sleep. (laughs) Lack of sleep definitely causes me anxiety, irritability, problems focusing, all the things. And I know that like last night, I went to bed at like 1.30, which is really super weird and out of character for me on like a work night. And I hadn't even taken a nap that day because sometimes I'll take a nap in the middle of the day. And I will, then I'll have trouble going back to sleep. But no, that hadn't even happened. I just stayed up late and it really kind of ruined the next day for me. So we're not ruined it. I won't, that's, that's super dramatic. It made it really tough for me to get through that day. And it also did raise my anxiety because I was continually worrying about things because I kind of felt like off the whole day. So if you were lacking sleep and you're doing that on the regular, um, it will increase your anxiety. I do know that this actually did happen to me when, um, like on a consistent basis when I worked night shifts at the hospital, but also cleaned houses during the day and had to take uh, my daughter to school and from and still be a mom. It was so tough. I was running on probably like five hours of sleep, maybe four sometimes every single day. And my anxiety was through the roof. I felt like I was having mini mental breakdowns on the regular. So something to consider. Um, not exercising. So if you find that you're not exercising, I think that everyone should find a way to make their body move. So that doesn't necessarily mean you have to get on the treadmill or you have to weight lift, which are things that I really enjoy doing. You could do yoga or Pilates. You could even just go for a walk or maybe like to hike or maybe like to do sports like skiing and snowboarding. And I know you can't necessarily do those things right now, but maybe um, you like to do 
I don't know, climbing class. That's a thing. Um, or you want to go on the stair supper or you, again, you just want to walk or you want to, um, do some aerobics and some step that's actually back in these days. So if you're into like aerobics, like that could be your jam to do that at home or at the gym if you're able to go. So, um, I believe that like not exercising can increase your, and make your anxiety worse because you're not able to, you know, move your body and, uh, get out some of that, um, physical stress. And it also just gives you more time to really worry about if your body is, is healthy or not. And if you just move your body, then you don't have to really worry about that. Right. Um, another one is drinking caffeine. This doesn't necessarily affect me, but I know that it does affect other people because it kind of gets you a little jittery and a little wired more than you would like. So you might consider your caffeine intake if you do find that your anxiety is kind of triggered by that. If you start being more conscious of if those are connected or not, that could help you uh, understand if that is a, an issue for you or not. Uh, another one is eating too much sugar. Again, this is not necessarily something that I can identify with, um, but I know that it's kind of similar as caffeine where it just kind of gets you a little too jittery and jacked and it's too much for your system to handle. And the last one that I want to mention, I put it at the end because I did consider talking about it as a point, but I feel like it's something that I talk about all the time, which is not a bad thing because it's really on brand for me. Um, but I didn't want to belabor it, but I think I'm still going to. So the last one that could really be making your anxiety worse is comparing yourself to others. The constant comparison of you to someone on the internet, to someone in your family that's super successful, to a friend that's doing the thing that you would like to do, to people in your community that you see and that are like these shining stars that you wish that you could be like. By continuously doing this, you are causing yourself more stress and anxiety because you're worried about how you can be like them or how you can attain similar goals and dreams um, and be as successful, which if you really want to think about what success means, I would encourage you to listen to um, episode number 289, which I believe is the one right before this, and that can help you really really think that through. But um, back to comparing yourself to others. If you spend all your time doing that, your life will seem so lackluster because you're comparing you, who's in a different season of life, who's going through different experiences, to someone that you don't know what they've gone through to get to where they are. You don't know what obstacles and stumbling blocks there were in their way. You don't know how hard it is. You don't know if they had nights where they cried and screamed and almost wanted to give up. You don't know any of those things. And that's important to note because a lot of times we see someone from the outside and don't assume that it was easy to get to where they are, but it's it was actually, it might've been like 20 times harder than it might even be for you to get to that same space. So it's just something to consider that comparing yourself to others will definitely drive your anxiety through the roof. And it's not going to get better until you learn to accept yourself and truly live in that authenticity of loving who you are and being vulnerable about what you're going through and what you're feeling and um, just being more true to you. So, well, that's all I have to say about this topic today. 
day. So thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. I do want to remind you that if you're having a hard day, you're having a stressful day, and you just want to like leave all of that crap behind, I encourage you to try the five-minute reset, which is to take at least five minutes to reset, reboot, restart your day right then and there. Now, it's kind of like drawing a line in the sand and deciding that everything that's happened before this moment, you're just going to leave behind. You're not going to drag it into the rest of your day. You're not going to drag it into to tomorrow. It's going to sit there. You're going to take all the information and knowledge you can to learn from those experiences, but you're going to move forward and move on. Um, so with your five-minute reset, you just take five minutes to be by yourself, and you could take a break from any issues or burdens that are dragging you down. Come up with any resolutions for problems and issues that you're currently dealing with. I always encourage everyone to come up with a list of at least four items that you are grateful for. It could be big, it could be small, it could be medium-sized. Maybe you're excited because you got new dishware in. Maybe you're excited because you got to spend some extra time with your dog or your cat or both. Maybe you are grateful because you are able to, you know, get over some confrontation, um, have a confrontation with a friend and really talk it out and figure that out. Um, Or maybe you're grateful that you are really excited because something super special happened or something came through for you, which has happened recently for a friend of mine that I'm super excited for her. Um, She was able to sign with a publisher because she's writing a book, and I'm super stoked that she was able to do that. So you can be grateful for anything and everything. Sky's the limit. It's amazing. And then last but not least, before you end your five-minute reset, make sure that you're feeling at least neutral, if not positive, about the rest of your day because hopefully making your gratitude list and really just reviewing all the positives and the blessings that are happening in your life despite what negative things you may or may not be going through, that should give you some perspective on where you should be thinking more positively rather than dwelling on the negative, which is not going to help you get through those hard times. So yeah, that's that on that. Um, Again, thank you for listening, downloading, sharing the show. I encourage you to check the show notes below Come talk to me on Instagram at Sabrina Joy Perozo or hit me up on Clubhouse um, at Sabrina J Perozo. And yeah, that's it. I cannot wait to see you guys for the next episode. But until then, have a good one and I will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.